Today is January 6th. There's no baseball to be talked about, so we're going into the past, and we're going to discuss Thurman Munson, the Yankee. Talking with old John Boy, John Boy and Jay. Recaps galore, weekly awards, stat lines, steaming hot takes. Get your Yankees news from these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jay. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy and Jay. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to, brought to you by DraftKings. My name is Jimmy, his name is Jake, and BBD is producing In the Corner. Jake, not a normal episode. Tell him why. Hey everyone, everyone listening, all you cool cats and kittens. We are doing a deep dive. We said baseball is locked out. We don't know how long baseball is going to be locked out, so we want to get creative this offseason. We didn't just want to do... You know, kind of some throwback WFAN caller episodes every time That would have got old You can only say you want Correa and Story at shortstop so many times uh, So we wanted to do We landed on maybe trying like a, a talking Yankeeography Like kind of We talk about some of these names so much And yet we know very little about them So hey, why not? We do it in our own way Kind of Learn who these guys are You know we The first one we're doing Therm the Worm Which again don't think is a nickname for him But I think we've stumbled into it On the pod and in the office He did have a worm collection so maybe So maybe Uh, So excited excited to get a little Knowledge on get your knowledge on And it's not the same uh, We need the problem is there's no speed So We'll dive in I don't think Thurman was fast um, thumper. His 14 swipes in 1976 would tell you differently, huh? Seven of those were on the back end of a double steal. 11 caught stealings. Not a great rate. He's trying his hardest. He's trying his hardest to be fast. And I'll, I'll be honest, I'm going to get this out there. While we were in the intros, BBD kind of dainted me just a little bit. He did? Like I was at, I was at the top of the screen, kind of where I want to be, and then he just dainted me a little bit. So I don't know if I'll be dainty. We'll see. Uh, excited to find out For those listening on the podcast app It's when Jake looks like a tiny person On the YouTube Just video dainty. Also, if, if we're still not on the podcast apps We will be eventually It'll yeah. be back Anyway, uh, BBD, you like Thurman Munson? <laughs> yes What a way to get into this uh, So this is a new age A new age for us Conversation about Thurman Munson Other stuff that is new is the NFT world Yes It's going crazy, Jake Yeah And I believe... There's a big event coming up where Derek Jeter, a Yankee player, is going to be doing some fun stuff because the company Autograph, co-founded by Tom Brady and headquartered in L.A., an NFT platform, they bring together the most iconic brands and legendary names in sports, entertainment, and culture to create unique digital collections and experiences because Autograph's athlete, because Autograph's athlete, Partners are directly involved in the, the development of their NFTs and experiences and content tied to them. Autograph NFTs provide owners with a level of access to iconic talent that can't be found anywhere else. Derek Jeter. Derek. What do him and Thurman have in common? Derek Jeter. Uh, he's hit. He's played for the Yankees. 
Yes, both men. Both captains. BBD. Midwest oh. born. Not born, but raised. Jeter's not born in the Midwest. You always get that wrong. Well, Jeter, the captain collection, celebrates his legacy. He's the captain. Merging the historical moment of his induction into the Baseball Hall of Fame with his first ever NFT collection. The collection features five significant objects from Jeter's career wrapped in handwritten pages of his Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. That's cool. Each collectible bat, glove, baseball, helmet, and cleats, what would you prefer if you had your choice? They said, hey, Jake, you get whatever one you want. Hmm. Uh, bat. Interesting. Me, it's glove very easily. Oh, I thought you meant gloves like batting gloves. No, I did not and mean I went, gloves like batting gloves. I went, I went bat over batting gloves. Uh, so each collectible contains an audio segment of Derek Jeter's Hall of Fame speech. The Captain mm. Collection drops for the public today. While supplies last, Autograph is hosting a Discord Q&A with Derek Jeter today to celebrate. Go to marketplace.draftkings.com today, Thursday, January 6th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time to join the queue and secure your own piece of history. I've got my eyes on this. Erica, who did a ton of research for this episode, uh, she was looking into this and, like, there's a chance that they're, like, the flip play is one of these NFTs, so I'm... I'm going to be very involved in this because I need that. The flip play NFT? Yes. I thought you said it was, uh, he would have been, he was out. He was out. Yep. You're right. Okay. Uh, Jim, so this wasn't, we haven't talked about this yet. We have a ton of notes and we're going to go through it and relive some Thurman. What do we genuinely know? We know he was a Yankees captain, like BBD yeah. mentioned, catcher. Yes. He wore um, red pads. Yeah, those orangey red pads. You see those in a highlight, and you're like, whoa. Passed away in the middle of his career in a tragic plane crash. Yes. Uh, we wanted saw, to be traded in his last couple of years. We saw that one highlight where he hits a rockin' World Series RBI double, and he just stood on the bag and yeah. crossed his arms. I think yeah. we told the people about that. Uh-huh. And that was... I think for you and I, that was one of our first eye-opening moments of like, oh, Thurman Munson was that dude. Just hit basically a game-winning World Series hit and then crossed his arms at second base to be like, yeah, I came to the office today. I don't know what you guys expected, but this is what I did. So that's kind of everything I've got. John C. Riley mustache hair at times. A mustache. should say the mustache. Um, his hair got curly. Don't sit here telling me you don't think it's And if you're just doing baseball reference, one MVP in the bag, seven-time All-Star, three-time World Series, Rookie of the Year, two-time World Series. So, with that, I don't know. You want to kick it off and see where we go? Yeah. it's uh, We open up the beginning of the Steinbrenner era. Thurman Monson's baseball career provides a glimpse into the beginning of the Yankees under Steinbrenner. He's part of the Bronx Zoo days. Okay. Um, Yankees' most current chapter began in 1973. Ownership change and subsequent shift in team culture between 73 and 79, kind of the backdrop of this era. It was Billy Martin. It was the crazy Bronx. It was Reggie Jackson. It was, they were, they were good and they were wild and they were kind of a mess. They were like the, uh, like a good version of the Mets. (laughs) I was wondering how you're going to phrase that. Uh, because you're right. A winning version of the circus win- that is the Mets. A winning version of the Mets. Hey, maybe the Mets. Go listen this to Shea Station. Get out of here. 
will go to the World Series and lose to the Yankees. But okay, it's like fact. Yankees, didn't know that. Yankees have a fantastic catching history. I think this is well documented. It's why people are spoiled when it comes to current right. current catchers who can't catch but still can hit good. But uh, just absolutely spoiled from the catching position from Dickey to Yogi to Howard to Thurman. I mean, if you keep going, Posada's a really, really good, really good. Hit it, uh, catcher. I mean, even their like stopgap guys have been pretty good. The years they were Yankee regulars, yeah. like Mike Stanley, yeah, a lot of power for a catcher. Mm-hmm. And it says that Thurman was aware of this. He had a really close relationship with Elson Howard, uh, who was the hitting coach. I always liked that. That's like, like a, that. that's a piece of history that I never know. I was like, we know that you know Don Zimmer and Joe Torre were the hit, were the coaches, but who were the coaches for the coaches and the players before? Yeah, because that's how the baseball all gets connected. No, and that's definitely. How much would we be talking about that? Like, oh my God, if if Jorge Posada was the Yankees hitting coach, how much would we be talking about him and Gary's relationship currently? Yes. Like, <laughs> every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, every day. Because then that be Posada. But, like, you know, we'll, uh, I, that, like, that is a huge, every true Yankee fan in the stands for those years was talking about Elson Howard and, Thurman Munson's relationship Yeah and it goes even further that uh, Ralph Hawk Was his manager who was also a Catcher and he was a catching nut And he played uh, he managed the Yankees for a while Did was he a player Had to be right yes Um, And I mean This is this note from Erica Is wild that he came out with an album About the art of catching which Again that's just kind of a Never starting catcher but part of the Yankees From 1947 to 1954 uh, Mostly Minors but you know part of there And then yeah made an album all about Catching here's a little taste of that Able to adjust himself Accordingly A good catcher should learn to shift his feet fast and be able to get the ball away quickly towards second base with an accurate throw. He should learn to catch pop flies. I caught, and I found that by getting rid of my mass so it wouldn't interfere with my running to the ball and then getting under the ball to where I could move either forward or backward if I had slightly misjudged it, and by holding the glove in a basket. So, you know, he taught kids how to breathe. Quick timeout. If you were a kid and you didn't know that being able to see the ball helps you catch it, moving your feet fast, it seems like his book was kind of a get-rich-quick scheme. See, I'm kind of going to go the other way on you, that Ralph Halk was a get-rich-quick guy. Um, I'm just imagining... I think he held a lot of knowledge back. Jim, I'll be honest with the people. We played that before we went live, and I said, is that from 1908? Because it sounds like it. But I also just had an image of young Jake, 1960s. If the 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 album on Catching just came out, I'm cranking it on loud. I know every word to that bad boy. Well, also, it end. says that came out in the early 60s, and we did a lot of math here. Yeah. Our math department did the math, and he was like 43. I mean, Trevor Poop's 43 if if he did, <laughs> so fun, that's what I mean. If he did a, if he did an audio tape on how to play third base, I don't think he'd sound like this. Why do people sound so old? I guess that's the scary part. Forty-year-old sounded like that. People are gonna dig up our tapes in like fifty years, and we're gonna no sound one's like digging that. This up. It's getting dug up, dude. Good position. I could do pretty well with that most bothersome of all catches: the high pop fly or foul. 
Most catchers that learn to throw overhand. <laughs> He's throwing underhand. By <laughs> <laughs> what catchers are throwing underhand? <laughs> it might have been a get rich quick scheme <laughs> by Hauk. Throw over it. Okay, anyway. So catching was all around Thurman on the Yankees. Hitting coach was a catcher. Manager was a catcher. Um, and Munson followed the Yankee tradition. He really uh, liked it, too. We have a picture here at his first at an old-timers day where he took a picture with um, Elson Howard, Yogi. Is that is that um, Bill Dickey, too? Jim, I, I've got a stat for you, Erica, put in. In the first 43 years of the All-Star game, a Yankee catcher was named to the American League 42 times. Who messed it up? Who messed it up? I can't believe you jumped there. That's rude. That's rude. You don't think that? I don't think that at all. I mean, someone messed up. That's rude. That's awesome, though. Oh, that old-timers day picture is electric. Yeah, it's good, right? They're all looking at a catcher's Just glove? staring at a glove. Kind of not happily. No. Uh, okay, then we're going to move on to the, the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry, which was crazy during those zoo days. They hated each other. Uh, opponents typically socialized, but the Yankees did not socialize with the Red Sox players and vice versa. Thurman hated Red Sox catcher Carlton <laughs> Fisk with a passion. How cool is that when you hate your position, mate? Yeah. Like when two starting pitchers hate each other? Because you're sharing the same ground, yeah. Hanging out with the same umpire. I mean, it's it's kind of a complaint from sports fans that there's not more of this, and it gets really tricky because I mean, hating people is you know kind of heavy, and you don't want to wish that. But there was more of it, and it did make it a little more fun. Read the next sentence. That this next sentence, I am glowing from it because it's awesome. Thurman hated Carlton Fisk so much that in double headers. Munson would insist on catching both games because he knew Fisk would only catch one. I don't know who's winning that because Fisk is like, yeah, I'm a Fisk's body. I'm fresh for easily. The next, I'm fresh for the next game. But Munson, that second game is peacocking so hard. And now he goes over for the you know a bunch of pass. Balls. They even paying you for today. Yeah, off day, huh? That's good. You don't see a lot of that in today's baseball. <laughs> I don't think it'd be publicized. In August of 1973, Fisk and Munson got into a particularly infamous baseball fight when Thurman collided with Fisk while sliding into home plate. No video of it, though. Tough. There's video of that. No cell phones? There's video of that. We should call up MLB. Okay. We know the guy who takes care of the archives. Okay. Wait. Maybe there's a crazy story behind it. No film in the camera. We can get that video. I don't know. Whoever lost, if Munson lost, he probably, you know, peed on the tape. Rumors. The brawl helped revitalize the classic Yankees-Red Sox conflict and rivalry. Munson was the gruff Yankees captain who felt overlooked. Fisk was the clean-shaven young star embraced by the media. It's funny, it would be like kind of reversed in your mind now. Like yeah. the Red Sox are the gruff ones, you know, and, and the Yankees are the clean-shaven embraced by the media, maybe. I don't know. That's kind of interesting that I was the opposite then. If that, you if you took Yankees and Red Sox out of the sentence and you had people fill it in, yeah, you'd get 70-30, if not more. I really thought the 2018 brawl was going to revitalize 
the Yankees-Red Sox dynamic a little bit. That was a pretty big brawl, but then it kind of died down. But it was a little heated this year. And what made me laugh was when Rizzo went on the compound and talked to Ian Happ, he said, like, I thought Cubs-Cardinals was bad, but Yankees-Red Sox is, like, crazy. And that's, in in our eyes, kind of like a down year of the rivalry. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say a huge part of the rivalry is the crowd in general. So I think that's kind of what Rizzo's referencing well, by like, a oh, lot. Oh, four. Right, but... And then 70s. Like, we've had areas where the players hated each other. Pedro and Jorge hated the each players, other. The players, I think you're very right, were clear. I think this was a big fan year for the rivalry because the Red Sox weren't supposed to be good and the Yankees were somewhat underachieving. So I think a lot of the ammo was in the stands. But we've had M on the field, and I'm right. just saying we don't have that. And Rizzo was still that like, Austin and Joe Kelly, Tyler yeah. Austin and Joe Kelly. Yeah. So I mean, maybe if they were more mainstay Prominent. guys, Th- like if once. those, if those two specifically. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I know, and like Tyler Austin just read upped overseas, but he'll probably come back, and we'll see what happens with Joe Kelly. And, and like the Red, the Red Sox just like weren't good in 19 and 20. So then this year they surprise people. Yeah, but the Yankees were kind of not good. Then- yeah, we have a soundbite of uh, Thurman talking on NBC, and it says he's rags on the Red Sox. So now I'm, okay. I'm excited to play this. Can you find out how old he was? In seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. I always need to know what how seventy-eight. Old he's thirty-one-ish. Our age-ish. Ish. You're starting to capture the uh, or catch the Red Sox just a game behind. They're not as bad as they've looked the last three ball games. Nothing's going right for them. You know, Tony, we're not as bad as we looked the first two months either. You know, uh, you know, they talk about their injuries and having problems, and we're supposed to feel sorry for them. You know, the first two months, you know, Ronnie was our only pitcher. We, uh, everybody was hurt. You know, we've had a lot of guys hurt all year too. And uh, you know, Boston has a fine ball club, and it's going to be a good race, but, but we don't feel sorry for anybody. Right? All right, I'm going to notice how he took this interview over to us, and one question doesn't let you talk. Cause two bad pitches, look what he does to Ron Gibby, thanks and congratulations, Tony. That's in fact not a joke. Going to be honest, can't really understand. Yeah, I didn't said. get a lot of it. That. Sounded a lot like the same sound the entire yeah. time. But I think he said we only the Red had one Sox picture. Retchert, Red Sox. They they're saying they're hurt. We were hurt. It also sounded uh, like we couldn't hear it. Yeah. So we'll circle up on that. All right. Backtrack even more for us, young Jake. You want me to go back further? Yeah. Like all the way back to <gasps> dugout mugs. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine smooth. They could have. Well, I mean... But no one had thought of it yet. Let's take a bat and drink out of it. Bonk. Thurman drank out of a bat once. They were they were out listening to Ralph Houck's How to Catch and Throw a Ball. Yeah. And they should have been thinking, we can drink. You're going to raise your hand over your head, reach back as if you're grabbing an apple, move forward and at the end of the arm, let go of the ball. Dugout mugs are mugs that you can drink out of, and they are partners with us. And you can use code JohnBoyDugoutMugs.com to get 30% off site-wide before they sell out. They make the best gifts for every baseball fan. If you've been listening to us for a little while, you probably already have a dugout mug because almost every baseball fan has one now. If you don't have one yet, they they have an awesome collection of products from wooden, metal mugs, wine glasses, bottle openers, shot glasses, all made from baseball bats. Dugout mugs, they got only... They have over 18,000 five-star reviews, so it's the gift is a no-doubter. Love dugout mugs. Yes. Love dugout bugs and mugs. He's from Canton, Ohio. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
Football Hall of Fame. Yes. Been there. No. Do you remember my picture? You, you Like, you shouldn't, but it's actually a pretty hilarious. I was traveling for work, and I was going through Canton, and I was like, I got to go to the ba- Football Hall of Fame. Big uh-huh. sports fan in Canton, Ohio. It was by myself. So they get to one part where you hold the the NFL trophy, the Lombardi trophy. But, you know, a lot of people there were traveling with other people, so they... So someone clearly saw I was alone, and they are like, you want me to take a picture? I was like, yeah, sure. But they only took one picture, and my eyes are closed. I can't take just one picture. It's kind of... Illegal. Well, that was it. It was kind of rude on them, but... Thurman like, doesn't even take a picture. I can't be the guy traveling alone asking multiple people to take pictures of me with No, no, but they need to snap three. They... I, I agree, but I was in a tight spot. No, it's their fault. Thank you. They, like, got it, you. It's crazy behavior by this person that took the picture for you. Yes. Let's see if I can find it, but... Okay, Thurman's from there. Search trophy in your photos. No way. His wife is Diana Dominic, and it says here they've been together since they were 12. So that's t- a little too young. What do you mean? He, he was... I don't know. That's just so young. I mean, isn't that Paul O'Neill in... 12? Paul O'Neill in... I'm blanking on her name right now. Paulette. She's got such a cool name. Am- Amelie? Nevely. Amelie? Nevely. This guy, Yankee Painter. Him and Nevely were boyfriend-girlfriend since like four years old or something. They had three kids together. Okay. Uh, On Wikipedia, uh, it says the couple had been childhood sweethearts. Diana was already signing her name Mrs. Thurman Munson in sixth grade. Hell! Okay, so... um, She's still in the mix. Yeah, she's every year at Old Timers Day. Everyone glows about, about her and... Loves, like, talking and interacting with her. That's a bad pick. Send it to you, BBD. Uh, he was 32 when he died, man. That's how old we are. Yeah. So that's it's very sad. Yeah, okay. Can't get caught in that rabbit hole. That's so young. Thir- you know, you, until you get to 32, you don't realize how young that is when you're, like, a kid and you're 14 and you find out about this. And then you're like, well, you're, right. like I still feel like I'm very young right now. You hear an like, adult yeah. passed away. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah. God. Um, he wasn't close with his own family, but Diana's family sort of became his own, and he was really close to them. I mean, yeah, he li- he was, you know, 12 years old, got a girlfriend. He knew what was going on. Now, I like this. So Thurman Munson went to Kent State. Mm-hmm. Yankees number one draft pick. 99 minor league games, and his quote was, I want to be as good as I can be and as fast as I can be. No, that's not how he said it. Oh, we've got the audio. Here it is. Well, you know, I want to be as good as I can be and as fast as I can be. Okay. Wow. Crisp. That was a lot crisper a, than the other It was other like thing. a mocking answer to a dumb question. What are some of your goals up in the big camp? I want to be as good as I can be and as fast as I can be. I just think you're a really big Thurman Munson guy. And I I know that's obvious to a degree. Like catcher. You love catchers. Yeah. yeah. We saw the video of him standing cross-armed. That's yes. your kind of celebration. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that quote... I want to be as good as I can be and as fast as I can be. Yeah. Goals. Good goals. I don't know. He didn't even mean the fast part. He didn't give a shit about speed. Maybe he was talking as fast as I can to be good. 
Yeah, you, you think know? he wanted to play 100 games, or you think he's glad he didn't? Glad he didn't. Glad he didn't, right? Like that's a pride thing. Like he might have knocked I on, didn't even play 100 minor league games. So I'm he wanted to knock on their door, like, don't you let me play this 100th game. Yeah. He might have called himself up. We'll see. Um, this feels like a big one. What do you think it is? The title of this. Steinbrenner and Thurman's rela- relationship. Well, dude, both Ohio guys, right? Mm. And both kind of no-business guys. So I, I feel like they got along. For the first three years of Thurman Munson's career, the Yankees were owned by CBS. Then Steinbrenner purchased the Yankees from CBS in 1973. CBS had a very laissez-faire approach in terms of running Swen, uh you know, government and uh, business. They just don't interfere. Hands off. I'm a very laissez-faire guy. On almost everything I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a problem. You don't care about anything. I wish I did. uh, So, in terms of running the team and the supervision of the baseball part of the business, George, by contrast, was more hands-on. George and Thurman got along well. Steinbrenner saw Munson as a winner. (laughs) And respected when Thurman stood up to him. See? Thurman hated George's micromanaging style, but respected his putting winning above all else. George saw Thurman's intensity and realized Thurman didn't need additional motivation, so the boss left him alone. I mean, just some incredible words and interactions in those sentences. They bonded over being from Ohio. Kind of don't like who you are, but you're about winning, so... Let's keep the ship moving the right way. And the line? Oh, and you're you? from Ohio? We, like, we want the same thing. Let's do it. In 76, Steinbrenner and Billy Martin made Munson the first Yankees captain since Lou Gehrig in 1939. Whoa. Yeah, that was a huge one. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be like, there won't be another. Right. And then, wow, there had to be a curse of the captain thing going on. How old was Gehrig when he died? 32? Hmm. I never was that. That had to be who was the captain after those two. Older than that, right? I mean, Garrick played and Garrick lived until he was 37. So, I mean, yeah, he's a couple weeks short of 38. Okay, so who was the third Yankees captain? Was there curse talk at that? If the internet and memes existed, I'm sure that there would have been. Sheesh. That's crazy, man. There were a bunch before Garrick and then. Garrig, Long Gap, Munson. Yeah, because it was a big deal. They were like not going to do it again. Wow. Not that long a gap until Nettles, and then is the Nettles is Nettles alive and well? Yeah, yeah. Nettles, Gidry, Mattingly, Jeter. So now captains can't die. Mm. Well, they're all alive. All okay. They reversed it. Nineteen thirty nine to nineteen seventy six is a long time. Math it out. I bet it's not that long. No, I mean I, I bet I, it when BBD I know does, how long it is. How long? But if you were to guess twenty years, thirty years, if BBD does the math, how long do you think it is? Forty seven. What number? Sorry, I was doing thirty nine to seventy six. Thirty nine to seventy six. Thirty five. Thirty seven. Thirty seven. I was ten years old. Because he got to subtract the okay. subtract the one. Thurman, it's a long time Thurman rather captain. famously didn't want to be it too. Like you think? He, I believe he's he, the story is he said no. Can I give you a little life advice? No captain wants to be captain. That's the idea. You get a guy that wants to be captain. That's a guy a that does not get respected by his teammates. I think I should be captain of this Clint club. 
It's ten guys. <laughs> like, oh, boo! What you say? What you say? What you say? Didn't say anything. Um, I mean, it's it's what seven years since Jeter was captain, and people are already like pretty antsy. I know it's a different time and everything, but yeah, I mean, I kind of mute that crowd. Sure, but uh, you know, I think if I, you, I think if you polled Yankees fans, vast majority would say no one's deserving of being captain right now. Like vast, vast, vast majority. I think it's like a the I young kids one on, guy that stands out. The young kids on Twitter want Judge, but he's not even locked up for a lifetime or long contract. So right, but at the if same time, if Judge that. got locked, if Judge got the seven year deal. And they named him captain. I, it's not shocking. It's not out of the Well, he's got to get that deal, and right. I think my poll changes a little and, bit. And also, sure. I mean, looking at these, like the Wikipedia page, Yankee captains, there's some short tenure captains. Uh, like Willie Randolph was just 86 to 88. Nettles was well, just Well, uh, they're desperate to sell some stuff at 80s that point. 80s kind of yeah. don't count. Those don't 80s, count. 80s kind of don't count. Mattingly was only 91 to 95. Took Jeter, what, six years, seven years? Yeah, 03 was his first year as captain. He's that to the end. But, like, are there... Official captains in baseball? No, like, I don't. I don't think there's Not anyone really. who's officially the captain. It's just a. It's a symbol. Like David Wright, most recently. Yeah. Um, as a leader, Thurman wasn't vocal. He was an unwilling showman and led by example. And then there's a word I don't know, and then it says he put the team first. Where's the word you don't know? Uh, Eschewed. Can't be how that's said or what that is. Yeah. What's it mean? That means to like a shoe pushed a away. Sh- a shoe you away. Shoe attention. Deliberately avoid using or abstaining from. Okay. We've been an abstain. We've been on a big abstain day. Yeah. He spoke softly and carried a big glove. I bet. The Yankee way, quiet leadership style, mixed with an intense desire. I mean, is he the first the Yankee way kind of guy? No, because he had a mustache and the curly hair. Well, I'm talking about the the attitude of the Yankees. Like, I, I know what you're saying hair-wise, but think about the guy, the other guy we think about Yankees is Babe Ruth. That <gasps> oh, Gehrig. Sure. So I guess, I guess that's what I'm asking. I think Yankee way was around for, I don't know what the term was. but I, think I don't know. That, that's... I think, I think it was kind of like the way. I think because this, Not he's so tied to the start of the Steinbrenner times. Yeah. yeah. The confluence, okay. is that a yeah. word we can use here? Issued. Um, they definitely looked for this more in Mattingly and Jeter as they went, like that kind of stuff. Right. Oh, it says here that George had spies, Jake. Love that, and that's obvious. Obviously, George Steinbrenner had spies. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was going to make a joke that would have gotten me in so much trouble with the Steinbrenner I mean, I think I can speak on this because Ron Blumberg was on my uh, all-Yankee team. Yeah. Uh, He's one of my most respected DHs all time. Ron Blumberg. (laughs) (laughs) Got me. Got me. You can't be laughing that much. That was good. That was good. Uh, says the Yankees believe Steinbrenner had spies posing as clubbies or caterers in the clubhouse because Steinbrenner was always aware of what's going on. In the I mean, I don't room. know if that's spies. Steinbrenner had employees who he asked, hey, what's going on down there? Well, spies, if they were, if they didn't work for the catering company and then Steinbrenner nah, subbed one in, he that's just, still a spy. He just paid some caterers to tell them what they're seeing. I agree with you if that's the case. If he had people subbing in, that's impressive. 
seventy year old clubby. Like he's he's getting a spy and putting them into this. That's what, what didn't he, happen. That's and what spy- didn't happen. What he probably did was say, hey, if you see this, yeah. let me know. The only thing I wouldn't rule out on the spy front is think about who George Steinbrenner is. Think about how cool the phrase, like, I have spies are. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not ruling I got eyes George and ears everywhere. Like, George Steinbrenner, he's at a New York City steakhouse saying, like, yeah, I got spies. I don't think if you have spies, you can just boast about them everywhere you go. George Steinbrenner, though. He was actually... Uh, kind of non-spy boaster. Anyway, uh, this is what I saw when we were watching a bunch of old footage that kind of led me to saying, like, oh, I, I need to know more about this, is he wanted to get traded really bad at the end of his year, like publicly was saying, yeah, I'd love if they could trade me. Uh, and I guess whenever he wanted to stick it to the boss, he would tell writers he wanted to be traded to Cleveland. He loved getting under George's skin. And then, yeah, here's some... Uh, Here's some videos that I saw. I hope we can see them better or hear them better. I mean. Tough start. You told me the other day, of course, I'm injured. I'm not in top form. You remember that. Exactly what is the nature of your problem? Well, Howard, you know, we, <laughs> we don't develop problems too often. Um, I've had problems. You know, I have problems you know, with my legs from spring training on. Uh, uh, I've had some, some rib problems, I've had some arm problems, and I, I just think there's a bunch of things collectively that, uh, that have hurt me. I am taking treatment for uh, a problem now that's, uh, that's hurt me, you know, quite a bit, but, uh, you know, let's face it, you know, you said at the start of this thing that, uh, you know, we're professionals, and the only thing you can do is, uh, you know, you go out and you play as hard as you can, you have to play hurt sometimes, you have to play with uh, needles in you, you have to play with pills in you sometimes, you just... He's playing with needles in him? Yeah, I mean, I know we we don't have this for you guys. We're seeing Thurman right now, and it's a very John C. hypersexual mind. look without being sexual at all. Um, hair's trying to run away with him, but he's got the curly This guy's mini 30 years old here? <laughs> Just have to go out and, uh, uh, you know, try to play the game of baseball to win, and uh, that's what we do, and that's the way I play. Have you been upset by the talk of the Yankees trying to trade you? Alex, I can't, I can't do Cosell, dude. I, I can't him. do it in the reverse way of you. He's delicious. Oh, no, I know, but I watched the Muhammad Ali Ken Burns. There's a lot of Cassell, and it's like, I can't believe that was considered professional. It's I don't unreal. know if it was. It's just, but look at him there. <laughs> well, you know, the Did we know he was that uh, close? You know, for three or four, he's trying to trade you. Well, you know, the only thing that upsets you is, uh, you know, for So everything you just heard. I had some problems, you know, with everything you just hear. Howard Cassell is whispering. Yeah. It's like how I talk to my son when I'm trying to get him to sleep. The management and uh, money-wise, as far as quite a few other things, I wanted to get home to my family in Canton, Ohio. Uh, I asked to be traded to Cleveland, uh, you know, but uh, didn't seem to work out too well. And all of a sudden, I have a year where... I battle back from an injury in spring training. I keep getting hurt all year, and then boom, it's just thrown in my face. Uh, it's not nice sometimes. Al Rosen assured me the other day that there wasn't any talk, um, but I heard it last spring training. Uh, I heard it from a Pittsburgh scout the other day who asked me uh, if I would be willing to play for Pittsburgh. Do I need an operation? Do you need this? Do you need that? Uh, 
Uh, and then I heard the other day in a playoff game. So somebody's been talking somewhere. I don't know who, but someone's been saying something. Kind of wild to just out it. Like, yeah, Pittsburgh asked if I was, yeah, like they went they went around uh, Steinbrenner or whatever, and they just asked if I would like trying to trade me. Different times. Sounds uh-huh. like he didn't want to be traded. Now he's like trade means free training, middle of the season. Now. Yeah, I mean, it, and it looks like the whole hubbub. Was from Steinbrenner told Munson he'd be the highest play, paid player on the team aside from Catfish Hunter, which that's kind of a funny sentence. Like, hey, Thurman, I'm making his highest player on the team besides Catfish. Why don't you just say second highest? You know, Catfish. You just guarantee me that'll be the second highest. You will highest. be the highest paid player on this team besides Catfish Hunter. And that's obvious. Yeah. Um, and then the next thing is broke the promise. Thurman pours beer on a reporter who asks if he wants to be traded to Cleveland. You want to watch this like real quick? Let's try watching this quick. The, the only thing anybody wants is to be considered the champions of all baseball, and the Yankees are that this year. Well, you know, we had a lot of problems. You know, we were down all year, and everybody was batting against us. It looks a lot, a lot better here for those. You know, we went out to play, and we didn't care about names or what, and uh, I just happened as hell to be here. You, know you, you did it on the field, right? We tried. Now, Thurman, I've got to ask you a question. Uh-uh. Yes, I do. Uh-uh. Because uh, we're both from Ohio. <laughs> and we're both Buckeyes. Now, let me... Uh-uh. Yes, I do. Uh-uh. Because uh, we're both from Ohio. And we're both Buckeyes. Now, let me let me ask you this. Do you want to go back to Cleveland? Are you happy here in, in New York? Um, I, I'm not going to answer that question. I'm trying to be happy right now. You are happy, but are you happy here? Do you want to stay here? I like to play back? baseball. I'm going to play baseball somewhere. I'll tell you yeah. that. Okay, how's that? All right. Okay, Thurman. Thurman had a, had a great year. It is that Gammons. Behind right, to the okay, right. I can't tell. That looks like Dan, that's definitely Dan Shaughnessy. Shaughnessy, that's what I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Young Dan Shaughnessy. Haven't seen a lot of that. Um, man, so, hey, this was 77 World Series. How old is he here? He's... 29 or 30, he's 30. I think recently turned 30. 30 years old. Um, man. A, Thurman Munson, and maybe this is one of the ways to describe him, looked better covered in beer than his normal look. I think that's As playoff like times. Yeah. The hair was getting a little wild. Covered in beer. I mean, this was playoff time. Still. Who smelled worse, Cassell um, or Thurman? What you guys happened. didn't hear. <laughs> Who was complaining more? Howard Cassell reeked. <laughs> <laughs> and that's obvious. Thurman Munson, when we all started laughing loudly, because we were told he pours his beer on the reporter, he pours it right on the microphone. Yeah. And it's, just, it's like cute <laughs> while also being pretty good because you just won the World Series. I want to get as close to you as Cassell was to Thurman. It's dangerous. It's really um, close. They uh and yeah, I guess the other thing, I mean, man, could you imagine that? Like World Series. I think in recent memory, what's of World Series recent interviews, it's Garrett Cole once he takes the Houston hat on. He's losing. And he, he changes the hat and everyone like think about how big of a deal that was. Thurman Munson just won the World Series for the Yankees and basically said, like I don't want to be a Yankee next year? Kind of, yeah. I mean, he said, I'm not going to answer that. I don't want, I'm trying to be happy. I'm trying to be happy right now, that, which is kind of a good life. hint. That, that well, it says he could be grumpy in his personality. He has a Ooh. sense of humor. We've seen that. A strong sense of self, obviously. Obviously. Sarcastic and brash, never afraid to be himself. 
Tough guy persona. Fans saw a gruff guy on the field, so that's how Munson is thought of. Uh, the only player I've ever seen who busts his butt all the time, said Catfish Hunter. Wow. The only Highest one? Highest paid Catfish Hunter. The only one? Well, that's kind of one of those things, you know, Shots all fired. the time. Like, I got in real trouble with uh, my childhood doctor once, my pediatrician, because they said, do you always buckle your seatbelt in the car? And I was like, you know, there's times when I go in there getting stuff that I don't need to buckle my seatbelt. So I put no, and I got yelled at for that a lot. You just thought about maybe, like, like you, left, you, you left, a, you left, left, left my Game Boy in the car. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit of a D-back for a little bit. <laughs> I got past that stage. What a punk answer that is. That was such a punk answer. Yeah. Honestly, I don't have a lot of those, so I think they flushed out of the system. Yeah. Just flushed. I yelled at so much for that one and didn't like it. Like, I think that was my counterpunch. Like, I think, you know, never mind. We don't need to dig into my life. (laughs) That was a punk move. I don't have a ton of punk moments. My punk moments when I do punk, they're high. Peak punk. It's crazy. The press would call him surly and moody, which made Munson even more mean to them. Oh, video of Thurman being difficult with a reporter. Let's see it. Interested. Oh, Steinbrenner's in this as well. The only thing anybody wants is to be Same video? Same video. Well, you know, we had a lot of problems. You know, we were down all year and everybody was batting against us. A lot of people talk about Reggie you know, with players, the batting helmet on. I think the word that superstars overused a lot, and you played in the era where. Let's just listen really to Steinbrenner. Played by this, I'm sure you're you're it's more you're more than happy. Worth it all, yeah. It's great for New York, just great. Uh, Commissioner, how about let's giving this uh, great trophy away? in here. Where is he? Commissioner, never want to hear it about that. Mm. Um, Thurman Munson is a nice guy who doesn't want anyone to know it," said Gabe Paul. Former GM Gabe Paul. Shout out. Let's rank the name Gabe Paul on three. One, two, three, three, one. Two. <laughs> 3.2. What a terrible name. Gabe Paul. Gabe Paul. He had a temper. Sounds like a Jake Paul insult. Talk about your t- talk about his temper. He had a temper. Uh not really. I mean I mean the comparison we're getting here is Paul O'Neill. Kind of that beloved temper. It's at yourself. Um, and they said, you know, if there was a camera around, he wasn't doing it for the cameras. Um, left it all in the field. I think we, we've we all gotten that impression. Uh, great with younger players, Jim. How about that? Uh, that was his best asset, and what made him a special catcher was the way he worked with pitchers. How about it? But he did not like when they shook him off. Obviously. ATO. Why would you? Wow. He was known for his kindness and generosity off the field. When Lou, when uh, Louis Tion's parents died in 1976, only Thurman Munson, who was not yet Tion's teammate, sent flowers. Again, shots fired at everyone else. A little bit. That's Diane. Yeah. Or like uh, Thurman, you couldn't say from, from the guys. From the Yankees. From me and the guys. Diane did that. I guess this is from the Munson. I mean, if it was strictly from Thurman Munson, that's almost like... If I'm Luis Tian, I'm like, is he trying to get in my head a little bit? Yeah, it's, 
I'm confused by your actions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stand here and act tough. I'm confused by your actions. When ooh, when his plane mm. crashed, he ordered the others two guys to get the safety because he knew they wouldn't be able to free him from the cockpit in time. Jesus. I didn't know that. That's I didn't know that detail. I didn't know okay, I didn't like that detail. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's well, just, uh, we're just getting very into the death. Um to to look yourself in the mirror moment and don't know how many people actually do something like that. But yeah. Uh his wife describes him as the most interesting person she's ever met and an enigma with many layers to him. Similar to Derek Jeter's commercial for Visa, Munson poked fun at himself after telling Steinbrenner he didn't want to shave okay. in his commercial. Silly, silly. I don't think I've seen this ever. Thurman Munson commercial? Come on in, Thurman. What's the problem? I'm playing good ball. You certainly are. My opinion. <laughs> That's A-plus acting. It was A-plus acting. A-plus acting. From the top. And script writing. Come on in, Thurman. What's the problem? I'm playing good ball. You certainly are. My opinion, Thurman Munson's the finest catcher in the game. The problem is you're not shaving. I do shave. It must be my electric razor. Maybe it's not your razor. It's your beard. It just lays there. Get it to stand up with Williams Electric Shave. The razor will shave closer, cleaner, with less irritation. I'm going to use electric shave. Then I'll be the best-looking catcher in the game. Well, one of the best. Electric Holy shit, what a horrible commercial, man. There's a lot of opportunity for them to have a good commercial here. So we need to post that. Why is he carrying his cleats? Couple hilarious Like, why did the art department say, you need to be carrying your cleats? So it's Why couldn't he just be wearing them or or not wearing... His feet are never in shot. You don't see Steinbrenner's face. It's almost the Seinfeld... Larry David, yeah. Larry David Steinbrenner. There's a picture of Thurman Munson facing Steinbrenner on his desk with a baseball in front of it, which is hilarious. I didn't notice that. Um, and the acting is... Let's run this back. Come on in, Thurman. What's the problem? I'm playing good ball. You certainly are. My opinion, Thurman Munson's the finest catcher in the game. The problem is you're not shaving. I do shave. It must be my electric razor. Maybe it's twice. not your razor. It's your beard. It just lays there. Get it to stand up with Williams Electric Shave. The razor will shave closer, cleaner, with less irritation. I'm going to use Electric Shave. They'll be the best-looking catcher in the game. Well, one, one of, the of them. Electric What does the well one of them mean? I don't know. It felt like that didn't need to be in there. I Was that a joke that he's, like, not a good-looking guy? Like, what is that? I don't, it was, was, like, one of the... Catchers in baseball, like, like hot famously hot. Is it a like, joke like at I, like Fisk? Like I'd never be that no, guy. Though. That'd be a compliment. He's so hot, that Colin Fisk. Feels like, like well, I mean, maybe if Munson was saying that about, it might have been an insult. Like you're just pretty, pretty boy joke. I don't know. It's that or like Thurman needed to like bet on himself a little more. You know, Looks that commercial nice. stunk. We can I, post that. I, I haven't seen whatever this Jeter and Steinbrenner commercial is. The Visa one? Yes, 2003, I guess yes, you were you young have. blood, huh? Yeah, you I was have. In, I was in kindergarten. You've seen this, BB. You've seen it, you've seen it. Come on in, Derek. 
Derek, this is the postseason. I hear you're out dancing, eating, and just carousing with your friends. Is it true you're going out every night? Absolutely not. Good. If you want to enjoy the New York nightlife, bring your Visa card. Because Orso, Cheeto, and the Broom Street Bar don't take American Express. Hey, Derek, we are running late. Sorry. Visa, it's everywhere you want to be. You ever seen that? That was like one of the ones that was everywhere. Jeter was Joe Cool, huh? That was a better commercial than the Munson one. Oh, I mean, by far. Mainly because it wasn't awful. But it's also basically advertising that Derek Jeter was going out on dates with models and. Well, that was the thing because it was like the tabloids right. were nonstop. Jeter's Jeter's party and priorities are blah blah. All right, so Blombug says it looked completely official. It's not Blombug. Mel Stoudemire, Stoudemire, Mel Stoudemire. This section's called Thurman Munson was a prankster. Mm. Thurman would stick a piece of chewed bubblegum on a reporter's shoe, then stick a match into the bubblegum and light it. The reporter didn't notice what was happening, and then all of a sudden he looked down and saw he had a hole burning in his shoe. This was a common baseball prank. I remember doing old breakdowns, and it was uh, lighting people's shoes on fire uh, was like a very big one. They had all these different ways to do Times it. Times were good. Yeah. Stoudemire, Fritz Peterson, and Thurman once sent Moose Scalrin a fake letter from the Hall of Fame asking Moose if he would donate his peacemaker. Pacemaker. It's a tough one. Got to get that one right. Why has he got a pacemaker? They shoot at the boonie. He's got a pacemaker. Let's have a little prank. Brett? We'll throw back prank. It looked official, said Blomberg. (laughs) And Moose was pissed about it. Okay. How about that? Before an exhibition game with the Army baseball team at West Point, Fritz Peterson bet Thurman that he wouldn't jump into the pool from the upper deck of the mess hall which was 50 feet high. Thurman cannonballed into the pool with his uniform on and played in it soaking wet. So you know who lost that bet? Fritz Peterson. You won't lose this bet, though, if you place $5 on any football team to win their game. You win $200 in free bets from DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet just $5 on any football team, college or pro. And win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code JOHNBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, PA, only new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one for customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I don't believe that he played in the wet uniform. Just going to let, let it out. I was wondering why you didn't get more keyed in on that. You just threw it out. That's like maybe it just didn't happen. You think that's just how the story got added? And then he played in it. It's like a classic addition. Right. It, and Thurman would be like, nah, I did that after the game. I ain't going to go out there and like, I could just play. see Thurman's laziness kicking in, and, like, they're playing at Army, and he's just like, I'm not going to change. Yeah, they did it after the game. Like, maybe he only played, like, the first two innings. And My dad would play up. softball when I was a little kid. He'd come home in a uniform. He'd jump in the pool all sweaty in his baseball uniform. Sure. That's all Thurman's doing here. It's after the game. We just don't know that part of it. Thurman, you really believe that? I ain't dumb. That's what he would say right now. Or he'd put you in a chokehold and say, that's what happened. No. No. Uh, I can't be put in a, a chokehold because I just collapsed right away. 
Ron Blomberg treated the stadium like a drive-in range. <laughs> what is that face? That's fun. Yeah. One day in 71, we got to the park early and decided that he and I should have a driving contest. We teed up the balls at home plate to see how far we could knock them. We were hitting balls out of the ballpark. We each hit maybe 40, 50 balls out onto the Grand Concourse. That's where we are. It just doesn't seem like that would fly anymore. Also, like they didn't hit them onto the Grand Concourse. I think you kind of can because... Well, you know that tree, the, score, the Cicero tree? I don't know what a Cicero is. Serpico? The Serpico tree? Sir- yeah. That's like, it's our street. Well, it's going to get exaggerated, but if you do golf math, I mean, that's Count them that's, on a, the, that's on, a quote. Count it on the bounce. And it's like, I think that's what they're doing. So 300 feet is 100 yards approximately, right? 100 yards, nine iron. 300 yards is a long drive, which these guys are pretending to hit. That's out of the stadium. Yeah, I'm not doubting so that. So they're playing, so they're they're playing the hop a little bit. I mean, that's the... It's bouncing on, like, streets, too. So it's uphill like and really bouncing. Yeah, it is uphill. Joe Trimble, who worked for the Daily News, would always bring his typewriter to the ballpark in a little suitcase. Mm. What's I, the next sentence? Joe would drink a, a lot in the press box, and Thurman would always take his typewriter and hide it. It's mm. good. Joe Trimble was a little, little past, I'll tell you that. Joe Trimble got drunk and watched baseball. <laughs> what made him so great, Jake? Man, dominant, Jim. That's what a lot of the... That oh, works in a lot uh, of facets. A lot left. Yeah, if you maybe we'll start churning and burning. Uh, again, in bold here, best ever at working with the pitchers. Um, Gidry said Munson could take a pitcher to another level. I mean, that's... I don't know. I feel like a lot of people say that nowadays. Uh, <laughs> his wife said, we're so down-to-earth people, we probably repulse people, which that's some good Ohio talk. I mean, what's he really saying there? We're so down-to-earth, people don't like us. That's so, kind of yogi. That's probably why he was called Therm to Worm. Well, it's like the... Like, it's like... Guys like, oh, you're nice too. Like you're normal. Mm. Like, oh, that's annoying. He was paranoid about sign stealing. Would spit to signal he was going to throw down the second or first. Mm. And would pretend to drop the ball before a pickoff. That's cool. First catcher ever to win American League Rookie of the Year Award. Wow. <laughs> what? First ever catcher to win American League Rookie of the Year. Uh Hit over 300 in 1970, his rookie year. Uh, I know you just played a People Forget He Was Fast video. Um, he was running. He was running. Rizzo fast. A step above Rizzo. Rizzo at 28 fast. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, clutch King. I mean, that's pretty heavy. But 356, 378, 874 slashes in the postseason. Uh, six series. So, I mean, that's, again, that's how you, that's a good way to get get remembered. Um, was always mumbling and talking shit to hitters behind the plate. We like that. Yeah. Tough yeah. to not like that. Um. <laughs> So we've had these quotes that we've now started to go over where people are talking about how 
Munson worked with the pitchers, et cetera, et cetera. I think maybe this is a good way to highlight it. Doc Ellis called Munson the brain. Yeah. That's pretty good. I like this. Munson and Stoudemire used to play hockey in the locker room with the Riders left. I thought you might like that. A little locker yeah. room puck. Do you think they were playing in the showers? Yes. Yeah. Big open area. Yeah. yeah. Um, Anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. I don't know. It looks like contentious Dude, with so the So the riders. other two people on the plane survived? He was the only one that died? So that's what I don't know. I... I don't know if that was saying, like, he was just saying the chances would be better. I don't. Why couldn't he have run to the back with them? Is this something we don't want to get into? I don't know. I mean, it's obviously we knew that the story was going to get to this, um, that Thurman Munson dies in a plane crash. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, Cause what? I mean, what's the whole? Not the whole story, but I don't. I don't really know a lot of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm wikiing it right now. Trying to land in. Um, yeah, Hal and Anderson both survived. Unable to move. Ah, uh, yeah. You don't like what you're reading. Yeah. Uh, very sad. And yeah, I'd be asking the same question. That I asked? Yeah, if they could go back, could you... Yeah, I mean, there's incredible quotes from the other guys. Thurman flew that that plane until the final second. He kept it under control. He never panicked. He saved our lives. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh... I don't know. As sad as it gets, they him and uh, oh, what sad? Oh, him and uh, Blomberg lived at the right here by our office. Oh wow! Like the same walk that we do to Yankee Stadium, they did. From here. That's pretty wild. So like a home run. Pretty far. Or a golf ball. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's why cool. they reference Grand Concord. So we basically neighbors. Basically, dude. Can't imagine a single current Yankee living. Yeah. I think the concourse used to be a bit nicer. A little different. Ron got him into Jewish food. And he really liked it. On their walks to the stadium. Hmm. Jewish deli food. Man, super sad, super sad. I I know we knew we were going to land at this inning. Erica liked this. After visiting six kids in the hospital with Ron, Blomberg, Thurman would always say, that's tough, in the elevator afterwards. And Erica said that you say that a lot. That's tough. So, you and him, similar. That's tough. I do say that a lot. You like, uh, you, do you like pastrami, corned beef? Yeah, I mean, I just find, for me, that's a slippery slope. You like I, the mishmash? I think if I start if I start corned beef and then pastrami regularly, like, I don't think that's what my diet needs currently. Well, that's what it craves. But it's not what it needs. Not what it needs. You don't always crave what you need, like drug addicts. It's true. 
All right. I think that's the end of the episode. And now we've talked about Thurman Munson. During the player strike in 72, Munson and a bunch of Yankees would practice and make him stand Park, Roy White, Gene Michael, Stottlemyre, Fritz. Imagine that. Just playing in the park. The Yankees are just playing right now. Yeah. We're here. We're ready. Pretty nuts. Wow. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Now we know more about Thurman Munson. Let us know if you want other ones. Other players. What's your favorite thing you learned, BBD? I knew everything. Oh. Yeah. Must be nice. Yeah. What's your least favorite thing you learned, Jake? Oh. I'm really hoping you didn't ask that. Um I don't know. I really like the picture. We'll we'll probably get this posted somewhere too of the picture's great. The four catchers holding the glove. Yeah. One I, of the one of the otter pictures I've seen. I like the commercial and it was my most liked and my least liked is the commercial he did. Mm. Covered yeah. both. Yeah. Covered both. Kind of all I needed. All right. That's today's episode. Hopefully the Yankees get back to making trades and spending money. If not, we'll do some caller questions. We'll do some other fun stuff. We can do some more drafts. Whatever you guys want. But that's it. So go Yanks. See you guys later. Tom Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>